you're listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. We have abandoned a light burden, namely self-criticism, and taken up a heavy burden, namely self-justification. This is a teaching from Abba John the Little, one of the desert fathers of the fourth century. First heard his words cited in a sermon in the winter of 2017. On the second day of a five-week silent retreat, I was observing in the context of the chapel community at King's College in Halifax. Those five weeks were meant to be a time of deep soul-searching and spiritual restoration, but I have to confess that at that very early point in my retreat, when I first heard those words preached, I was not quite sure how I was going to make my way through those long weeks. I wasn't sure I was ready. The preacher that night happened to be an old friend of mine from my undergraduate days at the University of Winnipeg. I would graduated and then headed to Toronto for theological studies. He'd gone to seminary in the States. I returned to Winnipeg after I graduated. He'd landed in the Diocese of Fredericton in New Brunswick. We had crossed paths a few times over the years, yet there seemed something remarkably propitious about his being there in the chapel that evening. His familiar and trusted voice quoting the words I realized I most needed to hear. We have abandoned a light burden, namely self-criticism, and taken up a heavy burden, namely self-justification. The light burden, Abba John was suggesting, is self-criticism, or maybe self-honesty, a speaking the truth of our lives to God, as it is phrased in our time of confession every Sunday, while the heavy burden is self-justification. Call it rationalization or the ways in which we can so easily justify our actions, choices, priorities as being somehow okay, justified, maybe even good given the circumstances. What I heard in that line from Abba John was, Oh, be honest, Jamie. Be honest with yourself, with your spiritual director, and with your God over these coming weeks. That's what Abba John the Little was saying to me. He was a part of that movement known as the Desert Fathers and Mothers, Christians who lived in a period of time when the Christian faith had become first acceptable in the Roman Empire and then its official religion. Those who were a part of this desert movement believed that the church was all too quickly accommodating itself to the values, politics, and comforts of the dominant imperial culture. And so they'd stepped outside of it all, 
to seek the presence of Christ in deserted places. Abijon made that decision in the year 357 at the age of 18. He lived in the Egyptian desert until his death some 45 years later. The writings and sayings of the desert fathers and mothers have an extraordinary character to them. They're full of wisdom and insight, often born of their own struggles with the self-justification of which Abba John wrote. And oh, temptation too. They often wrote of battling with the temptations of the adversary, the devil, in terms at least as vivid as what we heard in the gospel story tonight. Give up this life of prayer. Take an easier path. This isn't doing anything. Your God isn't interested in you. Your God can't protect you. Go ahead. Break your vows. Bend your vows. Take this extra food. Take this wine. Take a little more comfort. Take this beautiful body that I'm offering to you. Indulge your desires. Oh, you don't want to give it all up. Maybe just take this little delight for this one long night. It'll help you feel better tomorrow. Abba John clearly knew those kinds of temptations, what it meant to be tempted or lured even into self-justification. He knew it was a heavy burden, though, sufficiently heavy to crush his spirit. In the Gospel accounts, Jesus' 40-day sojourn in the wilderness comes early, right after his baptism and before he's launched into his public ministry. It's presented as something that he really needs to do. Where Matthew says Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness, Mark actually says that the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, which really put emphasis on how critical this time was meant to be for him. This is Jesus' time to lay full hold on who he truly is and to be utterly reliant on the Father. No, even more, to firmly relocate his whole self and identity in the Father through the Spirit. The end of those 40 days alone and fasting in that harsh environment, he would have been physically exhausted, vulnerable, And now comes the tempting voice. You're hungry. You know you can turn these stones into bread. What harm in a little bread after all you've gone through? Prove your faith. Throw yourself down off the peak of the temple. Let God's angels save you. And wouldn't that impress all of the crowds down below in the temple square? Such an easy way to win over followers. Look, look at the glory of the kingdoms of the world, Jesus. I can give them to you now. You'll suffer no struggles, no pain, 
in winning a kingdom for yourself. You can just have it so much easier than the path that God has in store for you. No, no, no. Each time Jesus turns back to the Hebrew Scriptures to resist the words of the tempter, each time he turns back the offer of those self-justifying and truth-denying easier ways by going right back to the deeper truth of his mother tongue of faith and belief. His identity firmly and rightly located in God, he will not fall. Then the devil left him, and suddenly the angels came and waited on him. And soon enough, he will be walking the dusty roads of Galilee, calling his disciples, follow me, teaching the growing crowds, offering his healing presence to those who need him most. It's not the easy way that the devil had suggested he follow. No, instead it is the long way of truth. And it's the way of resistance to the heavy burden of self-justification. We have abandoned a light burden, namely self-criticism, and taken up a heavy burden, namely self-justification. I've thought about Abba John's teaching a lot this past week. We keep hearing these stories of men, and yes, in this case it is men, who appear to have an extraordinary capacity for the self-justification of acts that can only be described as wicked. In the news, we have heard of an influential Hollywood producer who has now been convicted of rape and of a major figure in the fashion and manufacturing world who is alleged to have been involved in what amounts to sex trafficking. Powerful men by the standards of this fame and money-driven culture, it would seem, are able to self-justify all manner of damaging actions, perhaps on no more grounds than being conditioned to think that if they want something, they shall have it. It was, of course, the sin of King David. When upon peering down and seeing Bathsheba bathing on her rooftop, he decided that he would have her. He wanted, he decided he could, and so he did. Only when the prophet Nathan later comes to confront him with the depths of his self-justifying sin, does David finally fall to his knees in self-honesty. And then there is the heartbreaking report released last weekend by the L'Arche community, revealing that a thorough investigation had determined that the founder and visionary leader of that movement, John Vanier, had, over the course of 35 years, sexually abused at least six women, all of whom had come to him for spiritual care and guidance. Now, that doesn't mean that the legacy he left through L'Arche 
which has changed the way that much of the world thinks about the place in community of adults with developmental disabilities is any less real. No, that legacy does remain. It's being lived out in communities around the world, including right here in Winnipeg. And it is a good legacy and a great vision. Equally real, though, is the legacy of damage and pain he caused to those women, as well as the deep disorientation left in the hearts and minds of those for whom Vanier's vision has long been one of such clarity, gentleness, truthfulness, and inspiration. And now they have to somehow reorient themselves around the fact that the man they thought was great had feet of clay and a self-justifying heavy burden across his shoulders. We have abandoned a light burden, namely self-criticism, and taken up a heavy burden, namely self-justification. Would that John Vanier had chosen, always chosen, the light burden over the heavy? Would that we all into the season of Lent we go. Amen. You've been listening to a St. Benedict's Table podcast. For more information on our church or to provide support for our online work, visit us at stbenedictstable.ca.